We've made it to the season one finale. Stick around after the episode to find out what comes next. Two weeks of resistance. September 2021, eight years and four months since my mother's death, age 38. I'd like to say I received the dream. I listened. I started writing the memoir. And I did do some of that. I did receive the dream. I did listen. I did start writing. But I also didn't. I resisted a lot. I doubted a lot. I grieved and I cried and I questioned and somehow in the days that followed, I forgot the message, the sequence, that feeling of rightness of being handed my next step. Because I didn't know anything about what was being asked of me. I'd spent the last seven years studying and reading and writing on a very specific path. Forced back to the beginning, I had to learn the rules of a whole new category, new format and process. It felt like infinite portals remained open without any definable conclusion, and I was pivoting to open one more, a vast one, an inner world I'd never explored before. Except even though all of that felt true, it wasn't. Because if I pulled up and out and back, if I became the eyes, I could see the road I'd walked, the one I was led down, the parts that had been working together, of me, but separate from my conscious intention, where I solidified my voice through the years of writing fiction and experimented with form without pressure to perform, where I started a blog no one read and for two years unknowingly practiced the art of the personal essay, where I became the living, breathing embodiment of not only an actual mother, but the archetype of mother, walking through birth and death and grief, and then collecting the tools to process. But action doesn't account for the emotional layer, the stuff that can't be quantified. The deeper truth was that I'd spent my whole life waiting, waiting for my restlessness to ease, for my ache of wanting to mellow. I'd been waiting for deep connection to self and to others, waiting to be seen for what I was versus what I wasn't. I'd been waiting for the value I'd cultivated to be projected out, to receive and to be received, waiting for the feeling of, yes, this is it. This is why I'm here. It's just even in the waiting, I expected that once my purpose was clear, I'd arrive and there would be ease. But I never felt as lost as knowing exactly what I was meant to do and simultaneously unable to trust it. Because that girl from the dream where she scoffed at the actors for even suggesting I write a memoir, she was still me. The one that no longer needed permission to write about characters outside of her identity, but sought validation from the outside as if my mother morphed into my girls, morphed into the YA agent, morphed into a faceless authority figure on memoir. I couldn't stop the cycle of trying to offload my choice and power onto someone else. The mind stays stuck in the past while fearing the future, reinforcing old scenarios that are no longer true as proof of horrible things to come. Above all else, the mind tries to keep us safe, even when it's only an illusion of safety, one that insists we remain small. A new door had so clearly opened, but from what I'd come from, my conscious mind couldn't believe it was meant for me. It makes sense, though, as we need not only the mind, but our whole selves to shepherd us to our next level, which meant it was time to continue my descent into the underbelly of my experience, 
I needed to drop into the body to discover other parts of myself that remained frozen, separated from and left behind, aspects that needed to be reclaimed in order to be able to trust the thing being offered to me was actually for me. Here's a little background on what came before and what you can expect next. I started this project with the intention of sharing part one of my memoir. It's structured into three parts, mind, body, and soul. And I've done that. I wasn't sure how this format would feel or what would arise or what my next step would be. I assumed during the process some opportunity would present. And while nothing externally has, internally I've discovered I really love storytelling in this way. I thought I'd prepare the episodes and be able to work ahead, and perhaps by the time part one ended, I'd roll into part two, but that has not been the case. One of the reasons I wanted to be traditionally published was because I crave the team and the expansion that other experts can provide for your work. I care deeply about quality, both as a consumer and as a creator, and I knew if I was going to share my story in this way, I wanted to work with an editor beforehand. I was led to a wonderful freelance editor for part one. She didn't hold my hand or whisper sweet nothings. She was direct with her feedback and asked me to grow. I was, how should I say this, not happy when her edit letter came back. But I got what I asked for and I knew she believed in me, believed I was capable of what she was asking because, well, she said so. As she probed each chapter, she asked extremely thoughtful, thought-provoking questions that allowed me to dig deeper. Lost in the middle of a verse that didn't even make my final cut, she pulled at a particular thread to reveal the thesis of the story, words I had written but couldn't quite see. Above all else, her questions helped me interrogate my own narrative of what I'd been telling and then believing about myself. Instead of digesting your feedback and spending months to revise all at once, I took a month working out the beginning in the first couple chapters and then launched this podcast newsletter which meant I incorporated the rest of her notes as I went. I'd work until Sunday each week and then record just in time for a Monday morning release. I believe our life mimics the seasons and that when we release to its cycle, we can experience fluidity, synchronicity, and grace. I began this podcast newsletter in late summer, and even though I hadn't mapped it out before I started, season one ends three months after in late fall. My plan is to take the next three months preparing part two, and be back in midwinter for season two. I thank you for your presence, and I hope you'll join me when I return. I'm Jasmine Rasmussen, author and narrator of Saved, a memoir on purpose. Join me weekly for an oral telling of my novel, written in verse and prose, broken into short, digestible episodes I'll guide you through my journey back to self. Click the link below to subscribe or go to jasmineleahrasmussen.substack.com to find out more.